0: Battered and beautiful when day comes, we step out of the shade of flame and unafraid the new dawn balloons as we free it. For there is always light. If only we're brave enough to see it. If only we're brave enough to be it. Where my brave people at? Where are my brave people at? Let's go ahead and get this party started. Let me know out there if you can hear me, if you can hear me. It's a new day out there, good people. They told us we couldn't sing, we told us we couldn't dance, we couldn't celebrate, but let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Yes, it's a new day. It's a new day. It is actually a new day, but let's go ahead and get this podcast started off correctly. And that's test and testing, testing 143, test and testing one to the four to the three. It is all love, baby. Welcome to the Ken's Corner Podcast. And I am your host, Ken, and thank you so much for being here. It is always an honor and a pleasure because you could have been doing anything. Else, but you chose to be here with me, and for that, I'm internally grateful. Welcome to the Ken's Corner Podcast, episode number 82. Eighty-two, the Ken's Corner podcast, and as always, you can interact with me on all of my, ooh, my camera fell. all of my social media platforms, which is Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Ken's Corner. Or you can also interact with me on my website and get in contact with me on my website, which is www.kenscorner.co. That's www.kenscorner.co. Not going to be with you very long. I know there's some things that need to be talked about in the neighborhood that we're going to discuss here on the corner. But I'm a realist. I also know that I'm going up against at 8 o'clock, which we know they're not going to start on time. But still, the versus battle is finally going to come between Ashanti and Keisha Cole after months and months of rescheduling, canceling, people coming down with COVID. It's finally here. And I know y'all would rather go see that. Then listen to me. I understand that. No disrespect to me. I don't feel any kind of way, but I'm just going to just say a few things that's on my mind. And then I'm going to let you go ahead and go to your podcast. I mean, excuse me, let you go to your your versus battle. So shout out to both Keisha Cole and Ashanti. Hope you guys do well. Hopefully they're going to be in two separate venues. So hopefully the you know, the sound is good and all that other good stuff. Let's get straight to it. Let's get straight to it. The inauguration was yesterday. And it was a event to say the least. Unfortunately, due to COVID, you couldn't get the the crowds that you wanted to get. So there was some type of energy that wasn't that wasn't there. We got a chance to see history in the making. And you have to realize I'm a generation, I'm, I'm generation X. And growing up in my lifetime, I was told by people who, you know, older generations that we would never see a black president. We would never see black people in office, the highest office in the land, because we were told that the highest office in the land, Now, whether you believe that or not, that's on you. But we were told that the highest office that you could hold is the presidency. So not only in my lifetime was I able to, to see a black president in my lifetime I was able to see a black female vice president and I was able to really take it in. First and foremost I want to give a shout out to all the ladies especially my black queens out there you guys showed out you showed America what organizations can do and what organization can planning and execution can do I'm not on here to talk about whether or not what you want to believe in not in this segment of the podcast because I'm going to get to that other part of the podcast but right now it's not about that it's about you can no longer say what does not matter a lot of narratives were cancelled out or narrative I'm going to say cancelled out there are a lot of narratives that got dispelled One is that black people can't work together. One that we can't do, you know, we've done it. We show, we are the ones that really shaped this election. And so with that being said, being able to celebrate with this sister, to watch her be uh, during this inauguration was just, I was just proud. And then to be able to see all the little black girls who can look up and see, somebody that looked like her, that looked like them, excuse me. And please understand, in order for you to be something, a lot of times you have to see yourself in that situation. You have to have some type of role models. That's why representation is so important when it comes to these particular things. And so to have her there, you know, have her there with her husband, you know, whatever you may feel about that, That's a personal issue, so I'm not going to get into all that. That's a personal issue, personal preference. But, man, we, one of us made it. Like, we there. And then, and she represents so much. She represents the fact that she's a woman of color, African American. She also represents an Asian population. She represents... Being a member of the Divine Nine, shout out to the ladies again of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority, Incorporated. She she represents one of us being in there. She represents coming from an HBCU, a Historically Black College and University. Shout out to Howard. Shout out to Howard. I'm not one of the. I'm, hey, I graduated from the greatest HBCU in the land, Central State University. But that don't mean I can shout another HBCU out. Shout out to Howard to have howard there in the inauguration going down black lives and matter the quarter, um, the boulevard yeah. oops yeah. hit a button i'm um, going down black lives matter boulevard and that's 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 great that is great all of these things now these symbols symbols mean a lot if symbols didn't mean so much then why was there so much controversy over having Black Lives Matter Avenue? Why was there so much uh, controversy over getting rid of racist um statues that supported white supremacy? Like why is that such if it wasn't, if it, it didn't make a difference, then why was it such a big issue? But then that's another podcast. Actually, I, I even talked about that. I talked about that already. So to have all that pageantry, because this was just a ceremonious pageant Uh, event for for all the pageantry to have all that going on it was really great to see all of the sisters and women period but mainly sisters you were you know you had your pearls and your chucks everybody just in unity whether you was in whether you was an AK or not the Deltas did it The S.G. Rose did it the Zetas did it people who weren't in Greek letter organizations they did it to have all of that going on Just as a symbolic gesture of unity was just an awesome sight to see. And as an African-American man, I was just proud. And my resolve to protect the black woman became even more. The next thing that happened, which unfortunately does happen, and which is going to be my main point of today's podcast, is the naysayers because whenever you have joy you best believe you're going to have some naysayers you're going to have people out there that just cannot allow other people to celebrate you know it's like you know coming into a club just to complain about it like if you're going to complain like why are you there and so that's I'm not saying you don't have a right I'm I'm never going to ever say that your feelings are invalid that's not what I'm saying but you made sure that you were on the mountaintop to say something negative about something that was so positive. And as we just heard from the uh, beautiful sister, Amanda Gorham, and her beautiful poem, there is always light if you're brave enough to see it. You got to be brave to see the light. And there's always light. If you're brave enough to be it. And that's where I'm about to get to the point now. The title of this podcast is Curating Your Peace. I'm, I'm a firm believer that you have to curate your life. And you have to curate your peace. And so social media is the avenue that links all of us together. From all over the nation. Speaking all over the nation, this podcast just reached Brazil. So shout out to the ladies and gentlemen of Brazil. Thank you so much for listening to the Ken's Corner podcast. My podcast is growing worldwide. Make no mistake about that. Had to take my little moment to flex real quick. That was a hard flex. I had to just, had to to drop that on y'all for a second. Don't get it twisted. This podcast is worldwide. So shout out to Brazil. Thank you so much for whoever's listening out in Brazil. I don't know, but thank you so much. Hit me up, let me know. But I got to go back. Curate your piece, And so in curating my piece and, and looking at social media, I have three social media platforms that I operate in different ways on three different. Twitter is where I get a lot of my news and information and entertainment from. Twitter is just, the, in my personal opinion, the greatest one because it's black Twitter is funny. The comedians live on Twitter like it is hilarious, hilarious. Instagram is where, you know, I do my inspirational and I do my posts, my pictures, of course, because that's what Instagram is for. And Facebook is a little, is a combination of both. Facebook is that, that one that links both of those. It's the liaison between both of them. It links both of them together. And so as I'm scouring through, or not scouring, as I'm flipping through in my spare time, not that I was looking for it, but I saw several people being naysayers, I saw several people just angry, both black and white. The whites that were mostly angry were all saying that the country has instantly gone to hell. Like Literally, somebody said, it was a joke, it was funny, they said literally uh, uh, Biden hadn't been in office a whole hour and gas went up. Like, stuff like that is funny to me. But then you have other people say, well, well, you know, I hope you're all happy with your free stuff. That, that, was, that was the one that was going around. I woke up this morning, wasn't nothing free. I didn't get anything free. I still had to go to work. Uh, my tax bracket didn't change. Like, nothing really changed from when Trump was in office until when so I was. So, that was good. Then, uh, both blacks and whites said, welcome to all the millions of illegal uh, immigrants that just came through the border. Like, literally, so whatever was going on on Border Patrol, when the new president came in, it instantly just went down the crap hole. So when Trump came in, he instantly stopped all of the uh, illegal aliens on day one. And then when Biden came in, he let everybody in. So these are and these are people that are serious, like they're dead ass serious about what's going on. So for the illegal alien, alien thing, I'm like, where are they getting these stats from? Like, how do you get these stats this fast? Because I went to look. I mean, because I so many people's. You know how so many so, sometimes so many people say something that you actually have to go out and look for yourself. So I went. To go, I went to go look. I couldn't find how you found the stats. So I don't know how many people came over. How do you keep count? I'm pretty sure there's there's a, there's a mechanism for that, but I don't know. So there was that. But what upset me the most. And I'm going to, not purposely, but I'm doing this in love and it's not to get anybody told. However, I know my demeanor and how I come off. So it could come off that way, but that's not my heart. So that's why I'm streaming live because I want y'all to see my facial expressions. I want y'all to see when I am going to be sarcastic and and when I'm coming from the heart. But it's all from the heart. The thing that upset me the most and I was most confused about was my... Limited intellectuals who proclaim the fact that because Black people voted for Biden, now all of a sudden we're you know it was said that we we were shucking and jiving and dancing and all of that other stuff. When Trump won, people were dancing. You didn't say nothing about that. You ain't say anything about that, okay? When Obama won. Yes, we were we were dancing. Okay? So when Biden won, because people put their energy and people put their time, people campaigned, people did a lot of things, so it was a celebratory thing for the 80-something million people that voted for that man. So, yes, there was going to be some type of celebration. But as it related to black people, there were several People who said that he has not done nothing for black people on day one. Now, day one, he he, he hadn't even—I don't even think he unpacked his drawers yet—and already he's being critiqued already because you black people said he was—you voted for him. So now, what has he done for you? He ain't done nothing for you. He's doing everything for immigrants. He ain't done nothing to dismantle the thing of for nothing for racism he, he he ain't done nothing to dissemble anything for white supremacy or racism, so again, when you hear something so much, you're like, well, you know what they they may have a point, but guess what those of us who are who have been taught well about research methods, those of us who are actually oh that's gonna sound sarcastic and condescending, and I'm not being that way, so let me let me let me draw back. I was trained well by the best professors. So I understand research methods. I understand research. So when somebody says, do your own research, maybe that works for somebody else because that's a very dismissive uh, way to say that you don't know what you're talking about. You can't do that to me because I actually do research. So yes, my statement is kind of condescending, but I'm being condescending to those who are condescending. So I went day one. These are the executive orders from joe biden day one all right you can find this on the hill but you can also find this um at the whitehouse.org so again research method.com is you really don't want to get to dot coms because that is commercial org organization you want to find things that are, are not uh, biased. so i got this the same information is on cnn fox NPR, I'm just so happy to read this, and from the White House, I'm just so happy to reading this from The Hill. So I'm. you can go to The Hill. Day one, executive orders establishment, establishing the position of coordinator of COVID-19 response. Alright? So, very first thing, he's getting COVID. That's what he said he was going to do. He said he was going to attack this virus and everything. So, It's cool. He kept his promise. All right. His next order. Now, I don't know if this was order and what he did it, but this all happened on day one. Executive order to wearing mask on federal property. Now, whether you're a masker, anti-masker, hey, don't know, don't care. Whatever side you're on, that's the side you're on. But just know executive order went out. If you're going on a federal property, you got to have your mask on. So just know that. Executive order revising UF withdrawal from the World Health Organization. Again, so far, we haven't said anything about black people. We haven't. All right, we haven't. But again, that's something that was that he said he wanted to do because he believed in the science. He believed that being a part of that organization was good, so he did it. The next thing, the executive order extending moratoriums on evictions and foreclosure. Uh-oh. Guess what? Now, if you did, if you understood about gentrification, and gerrymandering and all these things, and what population is effect was affected the most by evictions and foreclosures. Black people, we in that. We in that boat, we in that boat. So would you have wanted him to say executive order extending a moratorium for evictions and foreclosures for black people? Is that what you wanted? Because Black people were affected by that and poor white people were affected or poor white people and poor people, period, was affected by this. So on that one, we, 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 so I'm going to say, hey, we were on that one. So we, black people on that one. Okay, let's see. Executive order extending and pausing on student loan payments. Hey, I needed that. I know a lot of us needed that. I'm black. That affected me. I know a lot of my friends are educated, who went and they are degreed, and this is helping them, and they're black. So again, would you have wanted the order to say, executive order extending and pausing on student loan for black people? Is that what you needed? Because you said, and several of you said, none of this was for black people. But again, that's a loose way of doing it. You know, canceling ten thousand eh, dollars. I need a little bit more. I need a little bit more. My student loans are a little higher than 10000 but hey, I'll take it. I'll take anything. All right. Executive order rejoining the Paris Climate uh, Accord. Okay, that don't affect us. Executive order revoking the permit of the Keystone Pipeline. That's been a hot topic again, but again, that wasn't specific to black people. So I'll give you that. Uh, proclamation of cutting off funding for the border wall. So this is where a lot of people get into it as far as, okay, see that right there these illegal aliens gonna start running in all right you might not have wanted to open up ellis island if you didn't want immigrants here you might not have wanted a lot of time be careful it's not the fact that again i don't have nothing against illegal ellie i really don't because the first thing they say well they taking up all the jobs are you mad at them or you mad at the company that uses greed of capitalism to hire cheap labor? Who, who's really at fault? Is it, is it their fault? If somebody says, hey, you can get this job and it's going to pay X amount. I'm not going to pay you a lot. And then they undercut everything else. That's capitalism. These are the companies, a lot of these companies that you support, black intellectual. Mr. and Mrs. Woke, you support these companies that that participates in these acts. So is it the illegal aliens or is it the companies that make it um, you have set the condition and the climate for them to come over? But let me continue. Moratorium of strengthening the deferred action for child, child arrivals, the DACA program. That's a hot topic. Sorry. A lot of constituents they want it they want that docker thing together so again whether or not you agree with it he said he's keeping his promise on that um executive order ending trump's travel ban this right here now i'm a, you know again now this gets you know this when people start splitting here hair, here's i'm for africans throughout the whole diaspora so that's that's me i'm not saying i'm right i'm not saying i'm more intellectual i'm not saying i'm more cultured this is me but when we looked at that travel ban who was the country's Trump was really banning I'm going to tell you to do your own research on that one let me know the countries he was banning and let me know the countries he was letting in and then you cross it with which country has the highest amount of terrorists he let them in but he banned people that wasn't that didn't have terrorist sales but again I'm a person who believes in Africans of the whole diaspora. That's me. I'm Pan-African. That's me. All right. Let's keep going. Uh executive order mandating undocumented immigrants to be counted in the census. Now, this is a tough, a tough, touchy issue because again, if they're on a the census, that gets resources to certain areas. But again, these companies allow these. They know they're illegal aliens and they let them come in to work for them. So if they're doing the work, but again, I'm not saying I'm right on that, but let's keep going. Executive order to revoke Trump, strip immigration policies again. Uh, moratorium to resisting deportation protection for Liberian immigrants. Mm, again, but I'm gonna keep going. Uh-oh, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. This is day one. Executive order to promote racial equity. This is day one. Remember, they said he didn't do anything for black people. Biden is ordering his government established administration wide policies to promote racial equity across the U.S. The president used an executive order to direct. His domestic—that means home—domestic policy council to coordinate efforts to enable equity principles. Um, excuse me, yeah, uh, to to coordinate efforts to embed equity principles, policies, and approaches across the federal government. Ladies and gentlemen, who he speaking to right there in the comments? Who he talking about right there? Who is he helping right there? Somebody type it in the comments. That sound like black people to me. Because anytime we use racial, it's for black people. That's day one. These are pos- policies. Executive order, barring discrimination based on gender identity or sexual orientation. That's a touchy one. That's a touchy one because when I read through it a lot, there's some parts of it that I agree with that. There's other parts that I don't, especially when it comes to... Um, it's, it's, it's touchy it's, it's touchy It's touchy And I, I want to do A whole separate podcast On that But again I can have an intelligent Conversation with someone Because I understand From both sides But again That's touchy But again He did that on day one Uh oh Executive order Requiring ethics pledge And government appointees Uh, um, Regulatory reviews So that was day one Day two I'm going to skip down Because he did that Now day two He did transportation, uh, mandated mask on various modes of transportation, and then executive order to bolster access to treatment for COVID-19. Now, tell me, ladies and gentlemen, in the comments, who has been disproportionately affected by the COVID-19 virus? You tell me. Silence is a world on a podcast, so I'm not going to be quiet. But the people that are watching, you know, and I know, because the numbers, because you got to believe in the numbers, is that black people are disproportionately affected by COVID. Why? Because we don't have access to treatment. So that helps. Now, would you have wanted the executive order to say to bol- bolster access to treatment for COVID 19 for blacks? Is that what you really wanted? Okay. Okay. All right, let's go. Um, executive order to bolster reliance on data, uh, uh, re- reliance on data administrative for. Uh, Coronavirus response, moratorium to support states' use of National Guards to respond to coronavirus. Executive order ensuring strength of national uh, supply chain. Executive order to mitigate uh, inequities caused by exacerbated um, by the COVID-19. This, another order, uh, directs the creation of COVID-19 Health uh, Equity Task Force. Again, Equity. These terms, again, if you understand the history of terms, because, again, if you are if you are trained the way you say you train, then you understand when these terms are used, when these terms are used and when these terms are weaponized. But again, they are talking about us. But you wanted to say black people. All right. Let's see. Uh, Guidance to open up schools. uh, Protection of workers in the workplace. Uh, Corona testing board. It was one I'm missing because it was two for African-Americans. It'll come to me in a second. I, I missed it. But I know for a fact that there were two. It was two. It was two. It was two. Okay. Well, it was inside the, uh, yeah, it was the racial equity. And it was something was I? I'm missing one. I'm sorry. I, I pulled up the wrong one, but I'll get it to you again. I'm doing two things. I'm learning to do the, video aspect so please forgive me but it was too this is what he's done what else I mean what else do you want to happen now there is a lot don't get me wrong don't get me wrong this ain't everything but we gotta understand and, and this is so my, this my plea is to the other people because then I saw the retaliation And and people being upset at the people who were upset that we were happy. Curate your peace. Curate your peace. Put together your structure so that you can be peace, whatever that looks like for you. I saw other people taking the religious, the religious part. When we living in Babylon and this state, we you know. Well, if you living in Babylon, why are you here? Again, I'm not an America love it or leave it type person. I'm not. Yet on certain things, I can understand the sentiment, and this go for black and white people because that's what I. I ain't gonna lie. I was being petty with some some people who were uh, Trump supporters. I was like, well, you know what? This is America. You can either love it or leave it. And they got hot when I said that because that's what they love to say to us. Well, if you're doing some, if you're doing so much complaining, then why are you here? So I'm going to give everybody a little tip. This right here will stop a lot of the arguments, in my personal opinion, because it's it's worked 100 percent. About four or five months ago, I posted. Show me your resume so that we all can critique what you have done. So therefore, we can critique you to see whether or not you have been a viable support to our people guess how many people show their resume from the complaining side? Not a one. Why? Because they're not brave enough to be the light. They're not brave enough to see the light and they're not brave enough to be the light. There are a lot of things in this nation that is downright wrong. But I can, again, it's not about me, but it's me and it's other people that I know, people that I I see in the chat. They're part of organizations who I know that are actively making changes. There's people that I disagree with from their um, philosophical and political point of view, but they've actually gone to uh, the House to introduce bills They've actually gone to their local representatives to help to get uh, certain policies changed. Now, I may not agree with them, but we can I can have the conversation with them because they're actually doing the work. Your. Work level should match how loud you talking. You know, it's just like 50 Cent said you shouldn't. You shouldn't throw stones if you live in a glass house. You shouldn't talk shit if you got a glass mouth. Like you shouldn't be talking if you can't fight. You shouldn't be saying nothing. So my thing is, if you feel that, if this is the worst, if you, if you, if you're of a certain religious belief, and if this is Babylon, then show me your exit strategy to get out. Then I can, we, I can realize, like, you know what? Yeah, they feel, they, they, they feel strong enough about that. They, they about to leave. And I can understand that. Or why don't you become a more? Become a, become a sovereign nation. If you watch Mike, uh, Killer Mike's uh, trigger report, he actually showed you how to do that. But guess what? You're not doing that. Because it's easy. It's easy to do what I'm doing. It's easy to do this. The hard part is when I turn this mic off, And somebody's called me on the carpet like, well, Ken, what is it that you do? I can pull up what I've done. I can show you. I can show proof. I can show you evidence of what I've done and what I'm doing. My lane is kids. My lane is young people. My lane is young men. So everywhere I go, I create something there for my group, for my lane. I stay in my lane. I don't complain about what somebody's doing in their lane. I, 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 I've I been challenged and I'm challenging myself to get on the school board I've been challenged to do that by two young ladies I love they, they gonna hold me accountable to that because that's what I want to do because they know that's my passion so I can't sit and talk about the education system and then not get in there and try to make some changes so I change jobs so I can learn about, uh, learn about K-12 education so that I can be on the school board I'm working toward that. I'm actively doing something. I'm just not, you know, shout out. If y'all get a chance, please listen to Karen Hunter. Uh, She's on Sirius uh, Radio. Shout out to Karen Hunter. She is the bomb. She's on Sirius Radio, and she also has her own YouTube station. And she said something yesterday, is that people just regurgitating what they heard somebody else regurgitate. And at the end of the day, is any of this making us free? Is any of this making us free? It's them loud talking folks who always got something. How are you fighting white supremacy and all you do is talk about black people? Like, tell me where that makes sense at. Anything that black people support, then you got an issue against that. So I kind of what did you what, what have you done? But guess what I started to do? I took myself out of that realm because it caused a lot of stress for me. And I had to say, I had to curate my peace. It's not the fact that I surround myself with people that agree with me. That's not it. It's not, that's not what I'm saying. But the people that I surround myself, I can look over and say, hey, hey this person on the school board, I can go... Um, I can go over here and ask this person because they're on a school board. Oh, you know what? This person is a police officer. Both I have white friends that are police officers and black friends that are police officers. Let me go talk to them. Let me see how they feel about the situation. Let me say, hey, you know what? You know, this is how I'm feeling as a civilian. We can have those critical conversations and we not fall out. I curate my peace. I can talk to doctors and vice presidents of universities and professors, and we can have those intellectual conversations. And I may not always agree, and they may not always agree with me, but they can look at me and say, hey, I know you've done X, Y, Z. So guess what? You belong in this room. You belong in this conversation. But a lot of people that y'all get into these arguments with, if you just take a step back and say, wait a minute, what is it that you're doing again? Oh, you're just listening to YouTube. Oh, Okay. OK. Mm, all right. That's why, you know, people laugh at me. I don't talk sports with certain people. I don't. That's I, I, I don't talk sports with certain people. I don't. Because because you talk from you talk from a fan, which is OK. I talk from a coach because I've coached. I coached at every level from Pee Wee to Division two football. So that's my knowledge bank. So when I'm looking at the game, I'm looking at it from different eyes. From you. I'm not that I'm better than you, but when you make certain sports statements, I look and I'm be like, and I used to get real heated. Then I had to step back, like, wait a minute, you never played past eighth grade. You know what? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue with you. I remember when I said it. I remember when I said it, and people was cracking up. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get into an argument with somebody who never made their eighth grade team. I'm not gonna do that. Why? Because I need to curate my peace. I'm no longer going to get into arguments with people who don't understand the process it takes t- for a bill to be passed. Yes, we have the Senate. No, excuse me, not we. The Democrats have the Senate. The Democrats have the House. And the Democrats have um, are in the Presidents. So a lot of people believe that things are just going to flow through smooth. If you're looking at the news, even with the stimulus package, Already there are Democrats who don't support it. So you need a margin. So there's still politics. I can't forget what Greek philosopher said it. So one of my history majors can let me know uh, who said it. But if it's policies without politics and politics without policies. Like it's some people that who can politic all day long. I mean, they could talk, they could schmooze, but they don't have any policies that back it up. There's people who have good policies, but they don't understand politics, meaning understanding, hey, it's give and take. It it is. There's an art to that, and everybody's not cut for that. So all we can do is hold the man accountable. He is not the savior. He's never been my savior. My person was Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders wasn't my savior, but if I had to pick the president, it would have been Bernie Sanders. Out of everybody Bernie Sanders related most to me, but he didn't win. So my dog was out to fight. But that doesn't mean if I'm going to stay in this country and participate in the fruits of the country, I need to roll my sleeves up and participate in the work of the country, too. So only thing I'm saying in closing is the people out there, just just curate your piece. I see too many of y'all stressing out. over You can mute them. Mute me if you don't like what I'm saying. Mute me. You like I'm, I ain't gonna feel away. You know I'm really not. I'm not gonna feel away. Again, curate your piece. Please understand how to do research. If it's okay, if you going not listen to YouTube, I'm not saying YouTube is a bad thing. A lot of my stuff it, it starts at YouTube, but then from there I'm going to read this book and then I'm going to read I'm going, because again, I'm personally trained how to do that because of the professors that I went through at Central State University, which I'll put against anybody. So, I hope that helped. We can celebrate. We can celebrate. And if you if you feel a way, if you don't feel that Biden and Harris is a good choice for black people, organize, strategize, organize, and execute. And mobilize, excuse me, mobilize. But just don't sit up and just be talking out the side of your neck. I mean, people... People just looking at you, just shaking your head. The Bible talks about faith without works is dead. And so, but to everybody else, and that's my thing for today as in closing, curate your peace. Please, it's, it's, it's um, uh, Dr. King talked about the fierce urgency of now. There's a lot of work that needs to be done. And if the conversations that you're engaged in are not moving your agenda forward, I just suggest that you don't you stay out those conversations. That's just my personal opinion, not the gospel. because there's too much work to be done. There's so much work that because we historically have been behind as a people, because of systemic racism, because of white supremacy. Like those things are real. Don't get me wrong. But what are you actively doing? What can you actively point to if you was to die today? What could you, what was your legacy? What could people point to and say, "Hey, man, they did that. They, this person, they did that, and it's still going." So that's that's my that's my goal for myself for my life, and that's my goal and myself for you all. So thank you so much. Hey, I told you I wasn't gonna be here with you long. Uh, I thank you so much. Uh, also, thank you so much, Dorothea, Dottie. Great conversation. That has so many views. We had some technical issues as far as posting it on um, my podcast platform. So you will be getting a double, uh, double, what do you call it, release this weekend. I'm not going to say it's going to be on the same day, but this re- weekend you will have this particular podcast, which is streaming on all platforms this one episode 82 and you'll also be getting episode 81 by power thank you so much that mental health piece for as far as bipolar was a great conversation i'm going to have another one as it relates to um my mental health because uh, my anniversary is coming up for when i've been in um been in therapy and so i'm so happy about that so i'm going to just do a podcast dedicated to that also because mental health is so good so as always Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for tuning in. You can always interact with me on my platforms, excuse me, social media platforms, which is uh, Ken's Corner at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And also, you can reach out to me on my website, which is www.kenscorner.co, and that's www.kenscorner.co. So as always, as I always do, I really do, and I really mean this from the bottom of my heart. I got this from the great uh, Dr. Arthur E. Thomas, president, when I came in at Central State University, and he would end convocation every Tuesday by saying, I love, I trust, and I respect you. This is Ken Ken's Corner Podcast. Peace out.